0: <laughs>
1: it's be fun. Welcome uh, to every playlist tells a story. I'm Todd. I'm Jimmy.
0: <laughs> I'm Emily.
1: <laughs> We've been having a very uh, interesting conversation going into this. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. So, here's my question. My question from a listener perspective of a podcast is, is Emily shows up. And I don't know that we did a very good job. Maybe explaining things the first time. I mean, we talked about who you are and how we know you and things like that.
0: But the why has not been answered. But
2: the why? Listen, this is this is cut to it, Emily. Oh why do you love, why do you want to be a part of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> what what is it about the podcast? Because you begged me. I think
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you cried, I said okay. I did cry. I'm just kidding. I um. did cry. <laughs> well, I I don't know. I've been listening to you guys. I know you guys. I think you're funny. I think we've always had a lot of Fun talking There's, to yeah, each other, just yeah. in general, yeah. And why not be a part of it? Put it on record and talk about music and do it.
1: There we go. Fair enough. I'm satisfied.
0: That doesn't really answer it because I shouldn't be the one answering it.
1: <laughs> well, right? I, in the conversation we had earlier was Jimmy and I have talked for some time about, especially getting close to the hundredth episode. Is like, you know, are we going to change things? And after our break, even we talked about doing things different. We changed a few things. And instead of both of us doing a song. And I immediately thought of
2: Emily. I was like, you know, if you want to change things, you want to mix it up a little bit. Right. Emily, would be perfect. Okay, All
0: right. I accept that.
2: She's okay. a force of nature that the world needs to hear. The world's not ready. Oh. The world is ready. Uh, we'll
1: see. Oh,
0: we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I think that's pretty concise. I don't know if there's anything else about it. I'm just worried about you, man. Are you fine? I'm fine. Pe- okay. My classic, I'm fine. Oh boy. I'm just here not to add that. a little
0: something, but not take over the whole thing. That's it. Well sure. You guys are still the alphas and oh, I just jump no. in and
2: just the mix.
0: Give my two cents. You know, so
2: now that we brought this out, when are we gonna start hearing some songs out of it? Yeah. Well, I Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, we'll start doing it. Well right, I don't go. know. No, I'm okay.
2: <laughs> Pick a song, any song. We'll help you. We'll help Pick you through a song, it.
0: Any song. Um no, I'm not gonna do it today.
2: All right, but bet you will do it. I will do it. I okay. just
0: want to see how you guys do this, and no, then I can jump in. She's like it.
2: interning right it's now. It's a shit show.
0: I am. I am in, I'm an intern. Oh, my God.
1: I'm the intern. All right, fair enough. All right. So any other questions uh, anybody wants to If you to ask? have any questions for Emily. You know what? Every playlist tells a story at gmail.com. Please, feel free. Yeah.
2: We shall read them. On Upcoming episodes, I see her eventually just taking over the show. Just we're, we're <laughs> listening to her slowly squeezing us out. No, no, we're just listening to her. She becomes the alpha. Oh, oh. she becomes the alpha. Huh. Huh.
0: I'll see.
2: And we're just, you know, we're just like, good lord, we, we weren't, did we didn't she, know what we she were doing. Shut
1: up? The emails start coming <laughs> in, you know, Todd, Jimmy, you know, you guys are all right. I want to hear more about Emily?
2: Yeah, we're,
1: I mean, if you would
2: just shut up a little. Right. Or let's, can you not give not her, talk her some much. space? Let her talk the whole hour. You can just you can add where you want, but right. don't say too much. It's okay anymore. when you giggle in the background.
0: That's my job.
2: Oh, is that what you're doing? Yes. Now? Okay. Yeah, right now. Like watch people. Watch. watch I this, will not
0: take over the show. Watch
2: this force of nature, Emily Kemper take over. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the um, evolution.
1: Uh, all right, that out of the way, the only thing I really have this week, and I realized that recording it today versus when it comes out in the future will be some time, but uh, Leslie Jordan passed away today.
0: Mm-hmm. Very sad.
1: God, th- that dude got me through COVID.
0: Mm-hmm. His
1: little well shit videos.
0: I think. Every
1: day I looked forward it to
0: Got it. him through COVID too. Probably, yeah.
1: and he had a nice, nice little resurgence afterwards. He
0: mm-hmm. really did. Yeah, we I mean, just like. everywhere. Yeah,
1: it was crazy. It's
0: so. pretty fantastic to watch that.
1: Anyway, that was uh, some devastating news for me. What did he die from? I was in a car accident.
2: Yeah.
0: They're trying oh, to determine seven. if it was, yeah, it was medical seven, yeah. before he crashed? Right, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah what happened? Yeah. How old was he? 67. Like,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Fairly young. Mm. So, well, it's like, well, like, what's your favorite memory of the guy? Just
2: the COVID just stuff. Just the COVID stuff.
1: Him. Just you open a video of him and it'd just be him just going, well, shit. Mm-hmm. What y'all do? He
2: okay. just had this
0: southern way of yeah. the humor, the southern humor. It was
2: like a daily short thing he would do.
0: Kind of, just, yeah. Well,
2: Jim Gaffkin was doing that for a while during COVID. Like he would play the best of his right. a live performance, but he'd introduce it before. And mm-hmm. like every day he'd get on there okay. during COVID. <laughs> I imagine it's kind of like the same. Yeah, I think a lot God of deal. artists did that. Yeah, just to stay
1: busy and yeah. stay in the...
0: I think what was cool about Leslie Jordan is that he he gained a new audience, too. There were a lot of younger folks that wouldn't have known who he yeah, was I heard or some, even followed him. I
1: heard something on the news that talked about how he went from like 80,000 followers or something. I don't even remember what the number was, but it was like some some huge number. Because, I mean, I I didn't follow him, and then I stumbled across it. I was like, shit, I'm watching this every day. He just
0: made you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. For a few seconds, you had that little bit of happiness and joy, yeah. and he had T-shirts, he had all kinds of merch and everything, yeah. 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 Just Jimmy, check it out. I need to check out Coal Miner's Daughter. You check out.
2: You have homework. Is uh, is he on something other than Instagram and TikTok? Because you know I don't have either. You
0: could find him probably on YouTube
3: or yeah, you could probably YouTube it.
2: Okay, that's right up your Leslie Jordan. Leslie Jordan. Okay, I'll do it. I promise. I'll come back with a report. Okay. I can to write that down. Yeah. Jimmy's making a note. <laughs> All right. And that's right below the turn on the fridge note.
0: Oh, thank <laughs> you. You wrote that down. Thank you. <laughs> With a we circle. apologize for the fridge noise yeah, from we're the tra- last yeah. episode.
2: I'm going to try to correct that. Yeah. We're in a new studio. Yes. So, you know, there's refrigerators and there's a red couch. God knows what stories it could tell over there on the other side of the room.
0: It's kind of frightening. It's a little velvety was it, looking. Was it
2: here when you arrived? Yes. Uh-huh. I
0: have not sat on it yet because I am a
2: little. <laughs> the, the old blue, about light, it. blue <laughs> light, special on there. <laughs> oh God, that's all I've got. So, what do you got, Jimmy? Anything good? Well, we're doing top five. Uh, oh yeah, top five. What we want? What we want to do? We want to do happiness or we want to do autumn. Todd, you pick. Oh jeez, let's do happiness. Happiness top five songs. When we think of happiness, these are the top five songs that come to mind for the first three. Uh, who wants to go first? Emily, why don't you, you want go me first? to go?
0: Okay. I'm gonna say this was very challenging because I feel like you'd have volumes of happiness songs right. because the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh no, how do I do this? So let's start. The one and my number one, well, of course it's not in any order, but today be. by smashing pumpkins. Okay. That song, just every time I hear it, it just brings me up.
2: Is that Siamese Dream? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're
0: riding around in the ice cream truck in the video. <clears> and
2: yeah. I remember that. It's been a just while. That's a good one.
0: Reminds me of good times, and then it just has never faded for me.
2: And that's probably what these songs are. They just you attach a good time to it. Mm-hmm. Good memory.
0: Um, just Like Heaven by The Cure.
2: Oh, it's a nice song.
0: And Eddie Vedder just did a cover of yeah, it. did. That was, yeah, it was really magnificent. Yeah. I didn't think his voice could handle it, but it really did a good job. I really enjoyed that. Have you heard that version of it?
2: I I'm not an Eddie Vedder fan.
0: But have you heard the version of it? I've heard a cure. That wasn't the question. <laughs> that wasn't the question asked. I'm no. sorry, my brain <laughs> talked before I'm my
2: ears listened. No. Yes.
0: He did a really good cover of it. Um Okay, I'm gonna throw country in there. Uh-oh. I don't listen to a lot of country. mackerel. Yeah. It's a great day to be alive by Mr. Travis Tritt. It's
2: a good one. Yep, Travis Tritt. Yep.
0: It just makes you feel good. It's my mom's favorite artist, so of course it's got a little. I like seeing her it, happy when she hears it.
2: In this company named after that song
1: is LLC. I think so. Yeah. Great day. Or great day like touring. That, something like that. I yeah. think it's a Great Day Touring. Really? I yes. believe so. Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah, I remember having to write a check for Travis. And it was, I think it was a great, great day touring LLC.
0: Was that when he was with Alabama at the Fort? It was Center? just
2: recently. I think it was when he was at the Victory.
0: Oh, okay. I think my mom was at that show. Um, let's see, where are we now? Okay, I've got some bonus. I know I'm not done with my five yet, but I have to choose which one's next. Sam and Dave, hold on. I'm coming.
2: Okay. Nice classic I stuff. I love it. Yeah.
0: It's just always good. Sam
2: and Dave is happy in general.
0: And then I am going to say this is number one. Lovely day by Bill Withers. Bill Withers ben, cannot yeah, be beat. You're, you're
2: big, yeah, you're big Bill
1: Withers.
0: I yeah. love him. I cried. Big ugly cry when he died. Yeah. It was partly because it was during COVID and times were tough anyway and it got all my emotions out. But it was really sad when he passed Did Kobe away. Did COVID take him? I don't, I think just I age. don't remember
2: that being the issue.
0: Yeah, I think it was just old age. But
2: ain't no sunshine when yeah. she's gone, that's him too. Use me. Yep, use just me. Just the two up. of
0: us. Um, there not go on.
2: He's just the two of us. That was him. him. He wrote it. He wrote the song. Nice. I didn't know that.
0: I think Grover Washington performed it.
1: That sounds right. It's
0: a really good song. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I have some bonuses, but I'll I'll hold those off. No, go ahead. You want me to go ahead? Yeah, get the bonus. Voodoo Lady by Wayne. That's a great one. I knew you'd like that's that. A very but. uppity. Yeah. It's a really good one. I love it. It's a that. fun one. Hey, ladies! By the Beastie Boys. Damn straight. Makes
1: me happy. Paul's Boutique.
0: Mm-hmm. Such a good song. Anything by the Beastie Boys, really?
1: It's, it's hard to say. There's a bad one in there. Yeah. Yeah. Have they
2: ever? They've never written a bad song. Okay. Do what? <laughs> or a sad song? A sad song? Does, uh, do the Beastie, Beastie Boys, Boys? Have a sad song? Yeah. <sighs> I can't. I think don't of believe I don't they've ever so. done one. No, I think everything's about
1: having a good time and. Yeah. Up tempo. Amplified. Yeah. Sure. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> I have two more and I'll be done. Fresh Feeling by the Eels. Do you know that song? I don't, I, don't, I don't
1: think I know. Fresh
2: that. Feeling? Fresh Feeling. Not easy feeling. No. Fresh feeling. What album's that off of? I don't know. Oh, okay. one of them. Nova
0: Cane for the Soul. I think that song is on that one. I don't know if that's the name okay. of the album or not. And then Rain King by Counting Crows, I love that whole album. Okay. August and everything after.
2: That was a great record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you was just a big so. Put it on,
0: listen to it, and it's fantastic.
2: So. I'll might like go back to 1995 on that one. <laughs> I had
1: seen something talking about the Counting Crows, and it was it was comparing, like at the end of that song, did not he do like a yeah kind yeah. of scream?
3: Yeah.
1: It was comparing, the tone of it. From that record to a song several records later that did something similar, and it was comparing how the earlier one was so full of hope and happiness, and then the one later on after they'd had a career and it kind of peaked and gone down, there was a little more desperation in it. It was a little more sad.
0: That is sad. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: But I I found Mm. that interesting. I wish I remembered where I heard that at.
0: That is. That's very interesting, yeah. Yeah. Um, One thing about the Counting Crows, too, is I've seen him in concert a few times, and when he performs live, he never performs the songs the way they are on the album. Okay. And so good for him for doing that, but I feel as an audience member, sometimes you just want to sing along to that song, and sometimes it's hard to do.
1: So, how does he change it up? Is he like, he makes up the words. Like, just as...
0: different melodies and oh, okay. mixes. Now, the words are all the same. It's just hmm. you think you're going one way and he's going the other way.
1: Okay. So. Yeah. I don't know if I'd dig that. No.
0: Yeah. It's I want to hear like what I know. It's, yeah. Yeah. You want to get in there, feel good, let loose. Yeah. And I have to think about it. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Fair enough. Yeah. I could imagine Kiss uh, singing Lick It <laughs> Up and, and, you know, Vaudeville. You know what I mean?
0: I would love that. <laughs> They're already dressed up. That's
1: true. (laughs) Maybe it's the next move. And they're
0: flying through the air. Yeah, it's true. So that's true. At least Paul. I think he's the only one that flies, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he flies out to that B stage. stage. Yeah. Yeah, that was the best, man. We did kiss. Had that little stage built up, and just and knew he was flying out to it, and just got out there on the floor. So I think. What was that? Were you? I th- there? I was there. Yes, and and then I remember. Kevin. This.
0: It was. It was a whole. There were crew several
1: that was in of us, and we knew it was going to happen. Two thousand tour. You're talking something about? something like that.
0: Is it Robert yeah, Stadium? Robert, the
1: Ace of Peter, and yeah, the band. feels right. But just knowing it's going to happen, and well, the only time they posted played. up right there, was I think
0: we were all like getting there as quickly as we could. Oh it yeah. yeah, it was
1: fucking awesome.
0: And I think we got there like right when he was. Flying oh yeah,
1: out. yeah, it was great. He
0: had his feathered bow on. Mm-hmm. Just telling everybody, have a good time, but don't drink and drive. Oh, fucking I remember that.
2: I want to come out to you people.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, All right.
0: Okay, so that's me.
1: That's Emily's five happy songs. Or five that eight. turned
0: into about 20. Right?
2: Yeah, I've forgotten what the first
0: I'm five were. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I am taking over. You were right. I was
1: going to say, you've done a lot of talking so far.
0: I am. And, and that's all the
1: time we have. Know, I, I'm going to tell, tell
2: you. I'm
0: taking over your top fives <laughs> now, too. Yeah. So next yeah, we have. Yeah,
2: can relax. <laughs> that's what I like about Emily. She takes over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that good. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going right. to take that as a
0: compliment.
1: Do you, you want, want to go next? Let me go. Go ahead, Todd.
0: What if you do every other? <laughs> it's
3: like wanna go back pong. and forth like
1: ping pong. We could. <laughs> All right, and I've got six songs. Okay, you so, serve. So I'm gonna start with, and I and I went with, I think like, I don't know, I got because I'm happy, that Pharrell Williams song. Oh, it's yeah. annoying as shit. It, but it's yeah. But I mean, it's it, annoying. That's sh- in your top five. Well, I think I missed. I think I was looking for songs that had happiness in the title, except for mm-hmm. one. But that seems like a forced happiness. You know? No, like, I, I, I mean, for that song who's depressed. is, at the time, it was annoying.
2: Because like I'm song. happy. Eh, I'm trying to be happy. All right. <laughs> what, what do you got, Jimmy? I got Van Halen's Dance Tonight Away. That's a good one. I saw them, uh, Dave and Eddie, the last time I ever saw Eddie oh. Van Halen live in 2015. That was the highlight of that concert. Yeah. Because Dave put that little extra on that performance that he didn't do when we saw him uh i I know they did the song but there was a little story dance to it that Mm -hmm. he did that only dave could do it it was the highlight of the show
1: so that's that's my happy okay uh i did uh kiss an angel good morning by charlie pride (laughs) fucking love that song I don't know what You're it is really about good it. At these lists. I don't know what it is
2: about it. That song just makes me smile. I love that. I song. always think of Margie cuz she loved Charlie Margie. Pride. Really? Margie Hardesty. I
3: remember her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: She loved Charlie Pride. She always wanted us to get Charlie Pride. Huh. Didn't know that. Yeah. 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 But that's why I associate Charlie Pride too. All right.
0: <clears throat> Interesting.
2: All right. Uh, I got Judas Priest living after midnight. <laughs> the gold standard of party anthems of the 1980s. If you were partying in the 80s, you had the Jesus priest living after midnight cranked up in your car. There you go. Lots of leather. And then
1: speaking of... Um, <laughs> no gag balls, though. <laughs> Jeez. Heavy metal parking lot. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I saw a story about it two weeks ago, I think. A new story? News. Just, I don't know if there's a resurgence or there's a new interest, or I don't even remember if it was about, hey, it's being released on something or whatever, but it was just a story about it. I was like, God, yeah. So I had to go watch the video again. That's fantastic. Have you seen that? No. 86 Turbo Heavy Metal Parking Lot is in Maryland, I believe. I think that's right. And two guys took a video camera and just shot footage of people in the parking lot before the Judas Priest concert.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. It
1: is amazing.
0: I'm YouTube, write that down.
1: YouTube it. Okay. Heavy metal parking lot. It is fun times. Yes, it is. All, All right, right your serve. Um Michael Franti, say hey, I love you. I do like that. That's a it's and it's so interesting to me because he used to be in that Disposable Heroes of Hi-poc- hypocrisy band, hypocrisy band, which is very political and very dark. And like, all of his stuff now is just fucking island, happy, mm-hmm. clapping. I'm, I saw I'm him open I'm for John Mayer. I'm glad he found the sunshine.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's good. You saw him open for who? John Mayer. Okay. I don't feel like I'm being creative at all. I'm, my next one is Led Zeppelin. It's been a long time since I rock and roll. Good
0: song. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, especially the one? Farm Aid, 85, Eddie Van Halen, Sammy Hagar <laughs> Version. It's when I believe that. Oh my God, this is going to be this is the future, fantastic. Hagar and Van Halen together. Yep. Yep. It's going to blow everybody off the roof. <sighs> was I disappointed? <laughs> it was like, oh, you're just you're right there. If We would just put something else in it. Yeah. <sighs> but that moment in time was fantastic. Okay, my favorite Eddie Van Halen moment. All right, I'm done. Uh, my next
1: song is "If You Happy, If You're Happy and You Know It, Clap Your Hands." Put that on my list. Do you honestly listen to this song? No, but whenever I thought, "What are songs about happiness?" That was one of the first ones that, that popped to into be my the head. The ultimate one. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I
2: could do that I too. Maybe, but I maybe, I didn't, under, to maybe it. I
1: didn't understand the assignment. Okay, that's fine. I
0: think your list is fine.
1: <laughs> uh, who's it recorded by? A various artists. <laughs> Yeah. Kids Bop. <laughs> Kids Bop is one. Yeah, they've got a version. Kids Bop 57. <laughs> my
2: third grade class. <laughs> right. I think
0: Lamb Chop may have. Lamb
2: been Chop it. had a version. <laughs> yeah. Captain Ginger. Yep. Yeah. All right. For my fourth song, I had to throw a classic country song in there. So I'm going Hank Williams J- Senior, honky tonkin. It's That's Country Music's answer. It's Country Music's Answer to Jesus Priest Living After Midnight. Got, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Jimmy. <laughs> You're
1: great. (laughs) Uh, And then I picked a song called Happiness by a band called Hagfish. And it jumped out because um, I'd forgotten about the band Hagfish. And then something happened and I remembered them and looked them up and listened to the whole record. And it's, I mean, it's just, it's a very short record. It's a bunch of, I guess I want to call it pre-punk pop kind of feel to it. You remember Hagfish? I do. The album was called Rocks Your Lame Ass. And it's it's just a fun, fast, punky, bouncy record, and it just makes me happy.
0: Good. Yeah. I like that.
2: That's what I want. That's what this list is all about. Okay.
0: Look at the mood; it's lifted.
2: (laughs) The happiness. See, I knew happiness (laughs) would help here. Uh, My final song is. I had to go with a pop song, so the pop song I picked was. Friday, I'm in Love by The Cure.
3: Yay!
2: When this song first came out, I thought it was an awful attempt from The Cure to try to hang on to their top 40 success they had with the album Disintegration. But after listening to it a few times, it struck me that this is what it means for Robert Smith to be happy. This is as close to happiness as Robert Smith can be.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It really is. Robert Smith being the singer of the group. And, and I just, you know, when I was driving along, listening to it, and I said, you know what, Robert, you'd be happy. Everyone should be happy, even someone that looks like he spent five years sleeping in the, you know, the, in the basement of an abandoned beauty salon. Everyone deserves to be happy. So Friday, I'm In Love by The Cure. That is nice. a really good song. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a latecomer to The Cure band wagon. I mean,
1: I never oh. listened to them in high school. Until you stuff. met me. I love them. Yeah, I think you probably did turn me on to them. And yeah, then, yeah I'm a huge fan. I love so much of their stuff. Well, I mean, the the, the
2: look of them would turn off any headbanger i guess but if you listen yeah. to them there's there's some yeah, good music here a freaking lullaby song oh, oh the spider-man yes that's mm-hmm. that almost made my halloween list yeah i, I really thought hard. About a, that, that is a really good one spider-man comes now <laughs> keep
1: going this uh, is
0: the part of the podcast where jimmy <laughs> does impersonations I love it. Did you guys see, though, whenever they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that interview? You know, yes,
2: that was fantastic. She was so excited, wasn't she?
0: Yes. The, did you didn't see, see that? I did it. The interviewer, what'd she say? Well, she's like, Is, are you as excited as I am? And he's like, yeah. evidently not. <laughs> right.
2: it, was just it was classic
1: Robert the Smith. The way he
0: looked at her right. and everything was just pure disgust. Yes,
1: yeah, simmer down, sister. I mean, he has not changed a bit. <laughs> Uh, uh, good that he's holding on to the angst. I know,
0: right? Yeah, good for him. That's what keeps him going.
2: Yeah.
0: Good good list. No, I'll, I'll okay. work on
2: my Robert Smith so we can all sing together. Hey, okay. Very good. All right. Anything else? Emily, you got anything?
0: Um, you no.
2: Talk
1: about?
0: I
2: don't have anything. <laughs> uh, some fun fact about Emily? Maybe we ought to start a little section of the show there.
0: Um, that I have to give? A fun fact that <laughs>
2: well, the title of this, the title of the sections. I fun mean, fact. We, or are you going to make something you, up about me? If you'd me. like, we can come up with something.
0: Um, I mean, we'd have to go back to my youth. That's where my fun happened. Oh,
2: <laughs> <Aww>. it's <laughs> happening now. Who are you kidding?
0: Yes, you're back. It is. You're back this in your old stomping grounds.
2: There is you go. My fun. My Tell fun. us another. You see, you told us about the Paducah poltergeist. <laughs> You know, I
0: forgot about
3: that. Which
2: it scared the hell out of me, um, the idea of it. <laughs> is there anything else in Paducah that was supernatural?
0: In Paducah? No. Um, I'm
2: sure there was in that town.
0: Paducah's a, an interesting little place.
2: Is unique.
0: I, I did enjoy it. I think it wasn't 100% for me just because it's more of either you're from there or you take your family to live there. Okay. It's already like an established place in that sense. Not much for the singles. Um, big arts community, which was really cool. Um, the building that I worked in was built like a steamboat. The venue that I worked in there, That's the shape of it's like a big steamboat. Really, boat. yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Was there a reason?
0: Uh, It's on the river. That was it. And there,
2: so when they like flood where, it flooded, it looked like a boat out in the mm-hmm. in the water. It's a beautiful
0: building. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it doesn't like you wouldn't see that when you just looked at it. It doesn't. It's not painted like a boat, but right. it's the shape. Well,
2: that kind of reminds me of like French Lick, the casino there, mm-hmm. which is shaped like a like a showboat, like the what we had uh, on the river mm-hmm. here for the As-tar. Astar. And the reason was, was because the, all the gambling places in Indiana had to be on water. Mm-hmm. So they built a lake around this building to make it look like a boat.
0: That's pretty cool.
2: That was the only, I thought that was the stupidest oh, thing in the world. I thought was a pretty cool. Yeah, it's clever. Yeah, I, I was just like, that that's is that a boat or not? <laughs> you know, when I first saw it, because it was like, why the, why is this boat in the middle of a lake? It could, it just, and then it, it dawned on me. I found out like ten years later that it had to have that loophole in order to have a casino on French Lake. And this has been it's Jimmy ain't having it.
0: <laughs> oh please can we start that I love it yeah.
2: every week we yeah. yeah. ain't having it that's just natural
0: there's a lot of supernatural stuff that happens in French Lick there a lot
2: yeah that place just looks on haunted
0: mm-hmm. yeah. that hotel I did the West ghost Bayden? walk
2: whenever they were uh, oh man back in like 03 there were still like there were portions of the French Lick Hotel that was not and definitely the West Baden mm-hmm. that was not open to the public or re- refurbed and There were so few people staying there that they used to have ghost tours where they'd walk around and talk about this happened and that happened. And the first owner, they've seen the ghost of him on his horse or, you know, Mm -hmm. going through the hallways, riding on his horse because that's what he used to do, you know, when he owned it back in the 1920s or whatever. interesting Yeah, there's all kinds. Yeah, yeah, you're wrong. There's one room that. that is definitely haunted by a butler or I forget what that room number was, but... There there are stores, but they don't really push that now. It's no, just like they're you trying know. to
0: get away from that.
2: Yeah, they try. They just want to stick that gambling money.
0: <laughs> but no, Paducah is a good place. Just throw that out there. Nice I met life. some really nice people there. Nice that I still talk to.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that it? Yeah, I think so.
0: Full of so much
1: here.
2: Uh, we got a lot going on. Track just well. going to the song, yeah, okay, I picked another heavy subject um, I gotta get my win for this because it's going to be good. Just sit back and relax and enjoy the story of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald with uh, November 10th coming up. It's a special occasion. okay so here we go. Michael Armagos, third mate, ship navigator, 37 from the Iron River, Wisconsin, not far from Duluth, Minnesota, on the far side of Lake Superior. Frederick Beecher, porter, 66 from Superior, Wisconsin, right across the bridge from Duluth. Thomas Minson, oiler, oiler being a machinist, basically, um, mm-hmm. 23 from St. Joe, Michigan, on Lake Michigan. Edward Benden. First assistant engineer, 47, out of Fairport Harbor, Ohio, located on Lake Erie. Thomas Bergeson Maintenance, 41, from Duluth, Minnesota. Oliver Buck Champeau, third assistant engineer, 41, out of Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, Korean War veteran. There's a great story out there about him and his younger brother, Jack. Uh, Nolan Church Porter, 55, out of Silver Bay, Minnesota. Ramson Cundy Watchman, 53, out of Superior, Wisconsin fought in the Battle of Iwo Jima, left behind a wife and two daughters. Thomas Edwards, second assistant engineer, 50, out of Oregon, Ohio, where Lake Erie feeds the Maumee River that goes all the way to our home state, all the way to Fort Wayne, Indiana. (laughs) Russell Haskell, second assistant engineer, 40 years old, out of Millsbury, Ohio, just south of Oregon, Ohio, where Thomas Edwards is from. George Hole, Chief Engineer 60, from Cabot, Pennsylvania, little northeast of Pittsburgh. Bruce Hudson, Deckhand 22, in North of Olmsted, Ohio, from southwest of he's from southwest of Cleveland. Got a good story about him later. Alan Coleman, Second Cook 43, Washburn, Wisconsin, not far from Duluth on Lake Superior shoreline. Gordon McKellen, Wiper. Wiper being one responsible for cleaning engine spaces and machineries. Um, 40 years old out of Clearwater, Florida. Joseph Mays, Maintenance, 59, from Ashland, Wisconsin, on the Cheguam-Magon Bay, right across from Washburn, Washburn, Wisconsin. John McCarthy, First Mate, 62, from Bay Village, Ohio, west of Cleveland, on the Lake Erie shoreline. Ernest McSorley, Captain, 63, from Toledo, Ohio. Eugene O'Brien, wheelsman, 50, from Toledo, Ohio, had a wife and a son, Carl Peckle, 20 years old, Ashtabula, Ohio, east of Cleveland on the Lake Erie shoreline. John Pobijic, Pobijic Wilsman, 59, from Bradenton, Florida. James Pratt, second mate, 44, from Lakewood, Ohio. John Rafferty, Cook, 62, from Toledo, Ohio. John Ripa 22, from Ashtabula, Ohio. John Simmons, 62, Wilsman, Ashland, Wisconsin, William Spingler, Watchman, 59. I'm almost over, Emily. Toledo, Ohio.
0: I just feel like I need to go.
2: <laughs> Thomas, Mark Thomas, Deccan, 21. Richmond, Ohio, just east of Cleveland. Ralph Walton, Euler, 58, from Fremont, Ohio. Left Behind a wife the Wife and the Son, David Weiss, Cadet, 22, from Agora, California, north of Malibu. And finally, Blake Wilhelm, Euler, 52, Moqua, Moqua. Wisconsin, veteran of World War II and Korean War, Mm -hmm. had four brothers that all served in the Second World War, with one dying at the Battle of the Bulge, left behind a wife and seven children. These are the 29 men of the Edmund Fitzgerald that wrecked in Lake Superior with no survivors, and the story of their song begins on the third floor of a Toronto home owned by a man named... Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, darn it. Edward, what did you say? (laughs) I said
0: Edmund
3: Fitzgerald. (laughs)
2: On the night of November 10th, 1975, (laughs) Gordon Lightfoot, the singer-songwriter of our song this week, was working on creating an Irish dirge, Todd. An Irish dirge. (laughs) A dirge. A song typically used for an Irish funeral. (laughs) He had the riff, but no lyrics. He was in the middle of writing songs for his follow-up to a run of hit albums, including the last album he had, which was a double, al- double album compilation from the last 10 years of his recording career. Gordon remembered going downstairs for another cup of coffee and remembering it was an extraordinarily windy night, even for Toronto. Little did he know at that time the inspiration for one of his biggest hits would occur. It would provide the lyrics he was looking for to add to his riff that he was stuck on. That night. The Edmund Fitzgerald was a 729 foot lake freighter owned by the Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company of Milwaukee and named after the president of the company. It was also a key figure in bringing baseball back to Milwaukee in 1970 when the Braves left for Atlanta in 1965. The ship's main mission in life was to load taconite iron ore from the mines of Duluth, Minnesota, and make the 2,800-mile journey across Lake Superior to the locks of Sioux-St. Marie and then onto the docks of Detroit, Cleveland, and other locations in the Great Lakes. Okay, I'm sorry. Yep. What kind of vehicle was it again? It is a lake freighter. Lake freighter. Lake freighter. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Cargo ship, basically. Okay. But it was the biggest. At the time, it was the biggest. Freighter. So it is a floating Vehicle. It is a boat. It is a boat. That okay. goes across Lake Superior, makes those runs, and been been making those runs for routinely for 17 years. Uh, Fitzgerald had just loaded up near Duluth on the night of November 8th and took off November 9th, 1975. On its second day cruising across Lake Superior when a, is when a low-pressure system out of Canada collided with a low-pressure system out of the south, landing right on top of Lake Superior and right on top of our poor Edmund Fitzgerald. The ship decided to take a more northerly route on the Canada side of the lake to avoid the southern intensity of the storm, but that's when the theories of what happened begin to stir. At the time, Canadi- the Canadian side of the lake was not as well mapped. It wasn't the normal route for the Fitzgerald. One of the theories that people think led to the demise was it crossed uncharted shoals in the lake that caused a gash in the hull causing the ship's pump not to gain any ground on the water they were getting in the bulkheads compromising the ship's buoyancy that night when it was crashing into the waves was very low to the water but what ultimately did her in was one of two possibilities the first one that they went head on into a high wave that shot the bow of the ship into the sky, causing 26 tons of iron ore to, com- to shift completely to the stern of the ship. You know the difference between the bow and the stern, right? Stern's yes. the back, bow's the front? Correct. Uh, to the stern of the ship, and then the sudden weight shift. I'm trying to keep you guys, you know, on your toes here. Uh, caused it to rapidly smack into the lake's floor bottom, cracking the ship in two. Oh my
3: goodness! The
2: Edmund Fitzgerald is 729 feet long. It currently sits in water 530 feet deep. The hard and sudden impact snapped the ship in half. That's one hell of a wave.
0: Can you imagine how that, what that felt like, being on that? I mean, seriously, that's.
2: But this is just great. a theory of what happened, right? Well, no one knows because there was right. no witnesses. Right. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, the other theory so yeah, is that weight shift into the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it just uh, and, and a hell of a wave because it, it had to got like you know basically they got into a canyon. The the yeah. bottom had to. I mean, you imagine how low that yeah. the bottom of that wave had to be to get that deep in. I mean, hell, you can't even see yeah. after two hundred feet when you go down into the water. That's scary. <clears throat> the other theory is water frightens me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of one. No kidding. With the ship already taking on massive amounts of water, the other theory is the bow of the boat was completely swallowed by a wave so big that it never regained buoyancy and just kept going down, causing the bow's impact into Lake port to snap the boat in half. So one theory is the back end goes down. Another theory is the front end goes down and just dives. Either way, whatever happened, it was sudden and it was quick. Yes. Yeah. So quick, the veteran, the captain, who was a veteran of the lake and was actually on his last run before retirement, never sent a distress signal. Never sent a dis- distress signal. The ship that accomp- accompanied the Fitzgerald across the Superior uh, was actually trying to catch up and pass it to guide it the rest of the way because the Fitzgerald radar equipment went out during the storm. They, so it had uh, a
1: tag along
2: correct, yeah. Was that normal, you know? It is normal for a big freighter. For something that big, have yeah. somebody come with. That's right. Got it. Yeah, it was a steamboat. the uh, SS Anderson. They said on their last call to the Fitzgerald asking about their current situation, Captain McSorley responded, we're holding our own. Those are the last words ever heard before she disappeared. The ship was trying to catch up. Now I'm talking about the SS Anderson here. And said the Fitzgerald was on their radar. Then they lost it briefly when a snow squall uh, built up. I and mean, the snow squall just kind of blinded everything on the radar. And when the squall cleared, the Edmund Fitzgerald was no longer there. That's all they knew. So they were far enough away they really couldn't even see it. Man. Correct. Yeah, okay. they were, they just had them on the radar. They Got were it. catching up as fast as they could. And then that happened, and they don't know where it went. They called it in, and... You know, told him to go back out see if you can find anything. anything yeah. yeah, one thing's for sure: the cruise demise demise was instantaneous. On the following day, a sonar plane discovered its wreck wreckage at the bottom of the lake, and the boats could only find life jackets, lifeboats, and debris. There was no bodies anywhere. A couple weeks later, Gordon Lightfoot picks up an issue of U.S. News and World Report. The feature article was on the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Fascinated by their article, he began gathering newspapers and magazines and anything he could find about the wreck. Over that next week, the lyrics for his Irish dirge was coming together. So now we fast forward to when he's recording his new album. He's at the end of recording all these new songs for his new album, and the band still had some studio time left over. So Gordon decided to record the song he'd been working on. He cherry worked. Pie. Cherry Pie. Next thing you know. <laughs> next thing you know, it's, it's, this whole album's called Cherry yeah. Pie. The hit album's called Cherry Pie. He's the Cherry Pie. Guy. Gordon Life is the cherry okay. pie guy. Cherry Pie in Contest. Oh. If I'm lying, I'm dying.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: So after recording Cherry Pie, he worked on he worked out the music with other uh, guitar players in the band during rehearsals. The band never heard the lyrics to the record of Edmund Fitzgerald before this this time they were recording. This recording would be the first time for anyone besides Gordon. Even the drummer had to ask if he was going to play on the song. Gordon Gordon told him, "I'll nod at you when I want you to come in." That was the only instructions he got. Nothing about what he wanted to hear. He just trusted that he would improvise on the spot. <laughs> After the first take, the studio engineer said a chill went down his spine during the recording. Basically, he said, even though you have 22 other songs you've recorded, you've got to include this one in the album. The song was done in one take. The drums were not rehearsed. Wow. The song The song was added to the album and released as a single in the spring of 1976, and it shot the number two on the Billboard Hot 100. Not too many songs about ships do that. Gordon has, has said... That uh um, boat. That did pretty well, didn't it? Which one? I'm on a boat. Uh Lonely Island. Boats and hose. Boats and Boats hose. That was hose. strong. That was a step Brothers, right? Yep. Row, row,
0: row your boat.
2: That's better. That, yeah. But that hit the high one hundred though. Or
0: in my book.
2: I, I think it got beat out. <laughs> it's on my boat list. I think it got held off
0: <gasps> top
3: five. Top
2: five boat songs. There we go. I think we got this um one for next week. <laughs> It got beat out by if you're happy, if you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> so I think yeah, yeah it's, it's just, yeah, it was a tough one. They to beat. kept it out in the number one spot. Right, Oh the children's hot fifty, um,
1: kids
2: pop, kid, kid. Yeah, London exactly. Bridge had a good following too. Well, yeah, but that's the
1: Fergie version. <laughs> no, one more it's falling down.
2: <laughs> that that one's like Dark Side of the Moon. That was on the charts for like dark thirty, side of the moon. 30 yeah. years. Yeah, so. London Bridge is falling down is the Dark Side of the Moon of children's songs. Uh, let's this see, getting deep. <laughs> I love Gordon's ghost story point of view in, in telling this song or the storytelling in the song. It's like he's one of the ghosts of the 29 men telling the story after their demise. My favorite line in his narration is Does anyone know where the love of God goes when the waves turn minutes into hours? Or, even, or like he was even there. Or even the line when supper time came, the old cook came on deck saying, Fellas, it's too rough to feed you. Neil Cook being the guy I mentioned, Robert C. Rafferty, left a left behind a wife and a daughter named Pam, who was pregnant at the time and with his grandchild. The sad part was Robert was filling in for the ship's main chef, who had to take medical leave to deal with some issues. You're making it very difficult to make funny little comments. I
3: <laughs> <No. laughs>
2: It's a sad deal. Yeah. No, I'm just going to say it quietly. <clears throat> but go ahead. Robert was one of the three crew members that was making their last voyage before their retirement, two others being Cap- Captain McSorley and the Wilsman John Simmons. So the, st- so the song continues. At 7 p.m. the main hatchway caved in. He said, fellas, it's been good to know you. Gor- Gordon Lightfoot once said in an interview, that line there haunted the mother of deckhand Bruce Hudson. For years she had to live with the grief knowing that her son, who was responsible for watching the hatch cover, was responsible for the death of everyone on board. But about twelve years about twelve years ago, the National Geographic did a study to prove scientifically that the hatchway had nothing to do with the sinking of the ship. When Gordon Lightfoot found out about the discovery, he changed the lyrics going forward for all live performances. So the, the studio version, which we all know, he says, at 7 p.m., the main hatchway caved in. He said, fellas, it's been good to know you. What he sings now and has and has asked anyone that covers the song to sing is, at 7 p.m., it grew, it grew dark. It was then, he said, fellas, it's good to know you. Gordon also added in conversation with the mother and sister of Bruce, Bruce Hudson, how grateful they were to Gordon for changing the lyrics and they did find peace knowing that their son slash brother was not responsible for the ship's demise. The only item recovered from the Fitzgerald is the ship's 200 pound 21 and a half inch diameter iron bell that sat atop the pilot house. It was done on the wishes of the family of the deceased. The family's also wished for a replica bell with the names of the twenty-nine crewmen engraved on the bell be put on the in the original bell's place and serve as a tombstone for the crewmen. The project occurred on the fourth of July 1995. The Canadian government provided too many subs to swap the bells out. The sunken bell was restored. From the rust and corrosion of 20 years, sitting in water and is on display at the Great Lakes Shipwreck Museum in Upper Michigan in the town of Whitefish, about 17 miles south-southwest of the ship's location in Lake Superior.
0: There's a shipwreck museum?
2: Hmm. That oh, sounds interesting. It, it gets interesting. Okay. Listen. okay, I have a quick question.
1: Did I miss it? Were bodies recovered or not? I remember you talking about... That is... Oh, there's a Am I jumping ahead? Should I be quiet? No, I wasn't. I remember going you talking th- about life jackets
2: and things floating around, but I never heard anything about recovery. No bodies were recovered. Okay. And trust me, it was a very sensitive subject with okay. the families of the deceased. Okay. Um, they, um There was one brother uh, for the Cham- the Buck Shampoo guy I mentioned. His brother tried for 20 years to get, his, get him back. But the government, I don't know if it's the Canadian government. Or the U.S. government to combine, but they just said it would just be a Herculean effort to go down and try to recover all twenty-nine of those bodies. So the they don't idea, even know where they the are. The idea
1: is all of the deceased are somewhere in the ship,
2: theoretically. Or They is, are. Okay. There is, is. I wasn't going to talk about it, but there is a there is a morbid that? point of view. I
0: don't I want to hear that. Okay.
2: There is something very morbid about these guys being down at the bottom of Lake Superior, is that they're in water so cold that there's no bacteria where they are. Oh, so they could be perfectly preserved. They are perfectly preserved. Oh. Yeah, there's a... I forget what it was called, but basically what happens is that the um, the body fat, if it sits in water long enough, it will form a wax around the body and preserve it. It, it, take, it would take a very long time for it to... Um, you know decompose decompose wow. so those bodies are there and it's been proven it was there wow. there was an adventurer that went down in 1994 and was just really wanting to do like a documentary of the ship and his video footage came across um, one of the bodies in holy the dirt holy shit yeah. Really? yeah he was still wearing his flannel he was it was so well preserved that he uh, put it out there that he was going to release the video so somebody could identify the guy oh wow and the the families just flipped out they wanted to leave, you know shut him down and well, that was
1: my next question are there families that want them recovered to have quote unquote bar, proper burials and then there are probably sure. other families that want them left because
2: that is don't that's their, it. their final yeah don't disturb it they, yeah they don't it's, to them it seemed like the general, at least the majority of people, think that is a gravesite, and yeah. they wanted to block any adventurers going down there sure. to uh, just have fun, like they did with the Titanic, and take stuff, and you know, and while these twenty nine bodies are laying there, yeah. you know. So is this considered Canadian waters? It is okay. So they've had to work with the Canadian government, and Canada has not put a total stop to it, but you do have to have a permit. And I know there are buoys there that will sound off if there if anybody passes these buoys, like I don't know if oh, it's okay. a circle of buoys, but it will alert the Coast Guard that somebody has um, you know crossed that line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a really stiff <clears throat> stiff fine if you uh, if you violate that water area. Got it. So yeah, that's been a that's interesting. Yeah, you know, very sensitive issue there. But uh back to this museum. Every year, they uh, host the annual Edmund Fitzgerald Remembrance Ceremony. Last year, a man named Mike Tenike, a former U.S. Navy nuclear submarine engineer whose father was a mariner on the Great Lakes, and Mike also wrote many papers on the ship, was a keynote speaker who uh, had a great ending to his speech. He said, those 29 men did not die in vain. There was, there was a marked change in the maritime industry in the Great Lakes. We haven't lost a ship since 1975, and it wasn't because of luck. We lost 6,000 ships in the lakes before the Edmund Fitzgerald. 30,000 lives we lost before the 29 on the Edmund, but haven't lost any since because we're doing business different. A marked change to the good. Some are technical. We have GPS. We have better weather forecasting. We have better procedures for loading and unloading balancing and unbalancing, but probably even more important is that there has been an attitude change. What happens tonight, for instance, if the gales of November come early? What does the captain do now? He stays in port. If he's out in the middle of the lake, he heads to port or to safety of the closest bay. That's a significant change. And he goes on, but I think we all agree, in our group at least, that only once only one of those 6,000 ships that went down, Mike was talking about, had a song written about them that I'm aware of. And I find it interesting that those ships have gone down since the Fitzgerald. you got to think that song brought shipping safety to light, at least in the eyes of the public. Now you talk about the power of a song changing changing the situation. Yeah. But that's my story. So... <clears throat>
1: So basically the big change is instead of just barreling through and whatever, if there's a a winter gale or whatever you called it coming through. Nor'easter, basically. All right. It's automatic. Just go find the closest port and go to it. Don't try to power through it. Correct. Yeah. It's accepted
2: practice now. Okay.
1: Whereas at the time, was it a, we just got to
2: go and get the job done kind of thing? Or was it discretion of the captain? The captain. It's combination of the captain and the thought that Edmund Fitzgerald would never sink. Okay, it seemed like that was the issue. Even guys on the of the twenty nine, they it never crossed their mind that they would ever run into any issues. They just thought they were unstoppable. Correct. They would get through whatever. Hmm. The Titanic of the Great Lakes is what they call that boat. Wow.
1: So my my question, and maybe I've just never paid enough attention. Why do I associate this song with, like, a Hindenburg-type ship? A, for whatever reason... A Zeppelin? Yeah. For whatever reason, every time I think of this song, I, so, I don't associate it with a ship. That's why I asked earlier if it was a boat, because in my head, it's some sort of airship. Oh, you never knew? You always saw it as a Zeppelin. That's I just I don't know that I knew it was or thought it was up, but it's just that's what I've always associated it with. I've never associated it with being a boat. But it, it talks about the Great Lakes,
2: you know, how the I guess. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't pay enough attention to the lyrics. Yeah, that's yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You he know, talks about Lake Huron and Lake Erie and you know. Okay. It's definitely a maritime kind of feel anyway, with that guitar riff.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, you have to explain
2: that to me. I don't I'll know. I don't know. The answer. It's just
1: every time I hear the title of the song, I just have the image of.
2: Were you looking at the I first could, Led Zeppelin album? It maybe, Did you have that in the room? Could
1: be, could be. I don't know why. But I was. I had, I had no idea. No idea it was a boat. Bobby Dam. No I know. There you go. Learned something today. That's and why
2: I'm here. I'm here. And to that to last educate.
1: guy you were talking about, Mike, is, is Mike and Ike. Mike Ten, Mike Tenneyke Mike Ten-Ike, okay. I'd love to have
0: a Mike and Ike
2: right now. Yeah, Mike and Ike's good stuff. It's delicious. Yep. Anyway, that's it.
0: That was really interesting. I liked that. It
2: is a great story. Was a good yeah. concise report. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a great story. I always was a fan of that, just because of the impact that the it had on people, it had on industry. I mean, yeah, just the fact that it changed the industry standards. It was the United States Titanic story. Mm-hmm. It really was. Good job. Thank you. Is there a movie or anything? It should be. There should Why be. Why
0: isn't there? A song's enough.
2: That, by God. Yeah. I think I think I got a mission before I die. <laughs> <laughs> I just who's gonna be the lead actor though. I gotta pick do I don't yeah. wanna pick anybody typical. Feels like a George Clooney Mark Wahlberg movie. Yeah, I see, no. No? No. Okay.
0: Jim Gaffigan.
2: Could be. <laughs> He's from Chicago.
0: There you go.
3: He
2: knows the water. Mm-hmm. Um, um. What's oh God? I can't think of names anymore. Stone called Steve Austin. Go. That, that would be a different that angle. Of? That would be a different angle. But to see him, see him go down the ship.
0: <laughs>
2: interesting. Interesting is all I'll say.
0: David Lee Roth. Uh
2: <laughs> oh. Oh my goodness! Start singing just a gigolo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just a, I'm just a, a
0: it would be a musical.
2: It would be a musical.
0: Oh, I like this.
2: That would fit. That would fit. The musical. I'm sure the families would love it.
0: We'll be having that at the old national events. Plus in two years. Yep. Yep.
1: All right. Good shit. Yeah, yeah I'm done. Oh,
2: <laughs> it's a nice way of
1: it's a nice way to tie up the happiness thing. Uh, you
2: know, and to remind you that this they celebrate every November 10th mm-hmm. the, the museum or ring the bell 29. Actually, they ring it 30 times. 29 for each individual person, and they'll have some somebody who represents the family come up and ring that bell that they recovered, and they'll ring it one more time, the 30th time for. Anyone that had ever died in, uh, you know, okay. a lake wreck, and the so Great they lakes. ring the actual bell that was on the ship. Yes, but that bell was replaced oh, wow. with another one with the names on it as a monument. Yeah, they swap bells. Nice. Yeah, that way, if anyone goes down there, finds it, decades later or whatever. Yeah, that tombstone's there, and they they'll know what that ship is. Hmm. I got nothing to say
0: shipwrecks fascinate me they really do it's just well just the the eeriness of them and the water and i don't know like i've never been on a cruise and Uh i've seen too many videos of you see the boat there it is all of a sudden a wave comes and it's just luggage yeah it's like the boat's totally gone it's just so quickly i mean such a massive thing that can just disappear in seconds yes
2: the lake never gives up its dead that's one of the big lines in that song. The lake you thought it was up was dead. He thought it was an airplane. I didn't say airplane, airship. I don't know why I've got that association with it. I guess I just never paid enough attention. And the lake never does because the bodies don't float. They all sink to the bottom. And on that note... You have a great day. And on this
3: episode of Happiness.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We should have done the top five last.
0: I know. We can add one more song in the meantime by Space Hog. Did I say that? Did I say that already?
1: You
2: didn't? No. I think I had one. Um, I I promise I'm staying away from these somber songs. But, you know, fall and winter do that to me. We'll do Happy Together by the Turtles.
0: Ooh. There you go. Jimmy?
2: Yeah, I'll do something. I'll do, I think next... My next episode will be, let's put the X and sex by kiss. <laughs> let's see how we cover that topic.
0: Oh, All right, well, that's one to research. All right,
2: switch. well. Uh,
1: <laughs> lighten, lighten the mood. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget the socials. <laughs> Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Email us at,
2: at com. Or what's that one where he jumps? Jumps through the ring of fire like a circus tiger. The video, it's old school. Look it up, a kiss. Oh, <laughs> you, you remember at the end of the video, jumps Paul Stanley r- jumps no, through there like no, he's I a don't. circus tiger. I do not. God, what was that? Firehouse. i look it up. All right, thanks for listening.
1: <laughs>